We experience Freaky Friday and take a trip back to the early 90s as we review The Flash in this week's episode of Reels Review. Hello, hello, and welcome into Reels Review. I am your host, Donovan Weaver, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jack Myrick. Jack, how are we doing today? I'm feeling a little hungry, you know, I just need to eat something, I need... Uh, maybe a chocolate bar someone could throw to me or something you know i just i'm starving right now i don't know about you maybe a sandwich some peanut butter yeah yeah some turkey just put on a cheese just just, just, anything but i need it fast yeah yeah yeah. real fast you just need that big caloric intake don't Mm -hmm. you well Mm -hmm. you're gonna need a big caloric intake to review this movie the flash the biggest movie of all time worlds colliding it's it's probably the largest movie ever made I don't think any movie. I think Oppenheimer needs to cancel. Just go back home. Like it, it's it's a film that will never be topped. It's a film that will go down in history as a biblical moment. Probably that is how big this movie could have been. Could have been. Yep. Um, is a very good word to use. Uh, I don't think we're going to be the first people to say this, but this film kind of feels like a mess feels like yeah. a bunch of really good ideas a couple of really bad ideas thrown together then reworked then uh-oh michael keaton michael keaton's here and wait james Gunn. wait this doesn't count none of this matters what are yeah. we gonna do oh crap here comes george clooney so yeah very very interesting movie uh especially if you just go read into how this like all played out um dc Warner Brothers has been just a dumpster fire for years now. Hopefully they'll get back on track, but they still have a couple movies left in the DCEU that got released. I already saw one of them this year with Shazam Fury of the Gods, which made no money. Uh, Now we see this one, which is currently making no money. And then we got Blue Beetle, which we know might make. Hey, he's going to be in James Gunn's DC. That's what he said. And then Aquaman 2. So, interesting times over there at Warner Bros. But as far as this movie, looking at this one from an objective opinion, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I'll say that I did enjoy it. It was... It's a movie... You will enjoy it. You're not going to walk out thinking this is one of the best superhero movies. You're not going to be thinking this was a great superhero movie. You The best you're going to get was like... It was maybe good, and but it definitely it was enjoyable. It's just not what it could have been, and that's that's where it kind of disappointed me. And I feel like it will disappoint fans, but outsiders they will enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing. Let's just look at the Rotten Tomato score real quick: sixty-six percent critic score, which honestly, for a film like this, that's not that bad. And then eighty-four percent audience score, which is. A little higher than I thought it'd be. I think this is more of like a mid-70s movie. But, yeah, it's it's one of those movies if you go in, you turn your brain off, and you just kind of have fun with it. Yeah, go with the ride. Just I think you'll have fun. I think you'll mm-hmm. have fun with this movie. Uh, the acting's pretty, pretty good uh, all around. The directing is fine, and then the visual effects are... Certainly visual, uh, but yeah, not not bad. Again, like you said, we, we, we've been agreeing a lot lately that you, yeah. you kind of think of what this could have been. You're like, oh, man, especially 
when you realize they took this from the Flashpoint comics. They didn't do Flashpoint, but if you know any uh, anything about Flashpoint, that's a really, really good story. And if they would have just adapted that uh, through and through and made it what it could have been, this could have been like one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, or at least one of the most interesting. Because you see the ideas they're playing with, and they even got like, you know, they get Michael Keaton back, which people, you know, especially 90s babies, love Michael Keaton's Batman. Mm-hmm. It's like the that was like the first true, you know, superhero movie besides Christopher Reeve's Superman about 20 yeah. years before that. Uh, so it was it was enjoyable. I don't really have any desire to rewatch it though, which kind of which kind of sucks because yeah, because it's one of those movies you kind of feel like you'd want to rewatch it. Yeah, like because I've a a movie we continuously to gush over and love a movie I've rewatched recently and want to rewatch again. Super Mario movie. It was just fun. It's yeah, just, no, and that's what I felt like this movie could have been. Just another one of fun movies. I know I use that term to describe a lot of movies, but when it comes down to superhero movies, that's all they could. could Either it can be that, or they can be this deep storytelling, like a Batman, like an Infinity War, like an Endgame, or it's going to be a mess. Yeah, It's one of those three. A fun movie, a detailed story that it will immerse you in emotion, like Guardians as well, or just the mess that this was. It just was thrown together, kind of felt rushed, maybe production-wise and story, because I think, what didn't you say they had rewritten it? Oh, they they I think they re- rewrote this thing about twenty thousand times, which is really what's happening to every superhero movie nowadays. And we know, we know how things are going over at Marvel. Uh, not too great for oh Mickey Mouse. Uh, They're raking in the cash now. They had split it with Sony because that, that's probably that's also bad timing for DC because they really are always competing with Marvel at the time with their releases. Because I think what their last one. Was it Shazam and Ant Man competing? I think did they compete at the time, or was it a little bit? I think they might. Ant- they they might have competed, but they both didn't make any money, yeah. so I, I don't know. Where this was competing with Spider Man, that was just a bad matchup for this movie. I felt like I felt I, it had the potential to fight with it, but no. Well, it opened number one, and it made like fifty six million, which is a bad opening. And how much did Spider Man make? Uh, hundred billion quadrillion dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, just um, again. Kind of a mess of a movie. Uh, multiple factors why this didn't really make as much as it was. I think it's a better movie than what it made. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. one of the big problems. There's two big problems. Number one, this version of DC is done. We yeah. know this. It's dead in the water. It, it should have been dead years ago. They should have canned everything for that and let just fresh restart. I know it's embarrassing. I know they put a lot of money. They did it with the Batgirl movie they they should have done this with a lot of movies before that so they wouldn't even be in this situation Dude, the, the bad girl movie was like 95 percent done too, yeah and it was getting good test screenings and they just canned it, it probably been better than this movie I'm about to say this got better reviews and it got better reviews than shazam it got better reviews than uh aquaman 2 and they canned the bad girl movie and that had michael keaton in it too so um they probably just thought it wouldn't have made any money which it probably wouldn't have even if it was good because people are just kind of burnt out on these mediocre to bad dc movies right now uh, really superhero movies in general, uh, unless you're really good, because they've proven if you make a good superhero movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you can make a lot of money. If you make a bad superhero movie or mediocre, Shazam 2, Ant-Man, uh, and the Wasp Quantumania, and now War, the, Love and Thunder. And now this movie, The Flash, yeah, you're just not gonna you're not gonna make that much money. You've really got to step up your game now. And DC and Marvel I think Marvel's in a heap of trouble, but at least DC has a future with James Gunn that I'm optimistic about. 
But uh, just getting into this movie, uh, what did you think of just the characters? What did you think of the two Barry Allens? Because I've got an opinion on this. I want to hear yours. This is one movie, I told you this already, but this is the one movie I walked out of and had not a single favorite character in this whole movie. There no, it was a standout. Not, there's no single person that I was like, I really enjoyed that character. I love this character. Um, I was close with that with Spider-Man. I was very close because there's just so many. But this one, I just not just no. I mean, General Zod, maybe. Just I got. I'm gonna go villain back to back weeks for us, maybe. But uh, with the Barry Allen's, uh, I get it. You know, he's this kind of his character. But maybe they over. They probably overdid it a bit with some of the stuff. I get, he had the kind of stoner laugh. Which I know annoyed you. God, it did it also was awful. Annoy, annoy me. Somebody was like, "That's the SpongeBob uh, fish laugh." Uh, the ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. That's what it. Yeah. yeah that's exactly it what it is, and it's mm-hmm. and they do it a lot. It's horrendous. It's awful. It was rough. It it didn't ruin the movie for me. I'll say that it didn't. It wasn't that bad, but it was not great. So I I just. It didn't bother me. It didn't. It wasn't something I focused on when watching it. It wasn't something I was like, "Oh, this is really hurting the movie." I did feel like he grew towards the end, where he started being like, "We can do this. We can do this." Where like I had started enjoying that character more, and he probably could have been my favorite character if you cut out all that stuff before. It's just, as I said, I'll just repeat myself here, but it just it didn't stand out. It didn't. It wasn't a eyesore for me, I guess. So what about you? I think the core uh, problem is that Barry won, so the first Barry, you know, mm-hmm. the, the guy that's in the DCEU, the one we get introduced to back in Justice League, or Justice League, and yeah. he, just that version of The Flash, because as you know, I told you earlier today that I've been watching the animated Justice League show from back in the early 2000s, and I'm only a couple of episodes in, but... Uh, that's the kind of Flash I want. I want a quippy Flash, but not someone who's just like a bumbling child that's just annoying and stupid. And this is the kind of Barry Allen we get. Now, he's much better in this movie than he is in Justice League. He's a whole heap of lot better. At least Barry one is. And he grows in this one. And by the end, I actually like where he's at. Barry 2 is almost to the point where it's insufferable. Uh, his laugh's bad, some of the stuff he makes, the little dance you see at the beginning. I'm like, oh, you kind of knew what you were getting in for, but it didn't ruin the movie. I'll agree with you on that. didn't ruin the movie. He's not great. He gets better, especially at the ending when you, you realize he's trying to save people. Um, and Bear, and the original Barry Allen's like, no, like, hey, like this is just how it goes. And uh, So the character arc's um, pretty decent, but they undo it by the end, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but, yeah, Barry 1 and 2. Barry 2 is pretty, pretty insufferable, but doesn't ruin the movie. And I agree with you, not a bunch of standouts. As a Michael Keaton fan, as a big, big, big fanboy. Birdman. Of, uh, exactly, of, of the Batman and Batman Returns. I love those movies, and I love Michael Keaton in this mm-hmm. role. And I think he does a good job here. I, I didn't think they just, they didn't have a lot for him. I will say it was so cool to see. Are you saying Keaton didn't get nuts? Okay, <laughs> I liked when he said, "Yeah, I'm Batman," but the "let's yeah. get nuts" line didn't even really make it, sense. It, yeah, it kind of like, okay, crammed guys. in there. Um, it, he should have done it facing one of the villains. It was super cool to hear the old Batman theme. Uh, mm-hmm. And Danny then, Elfman. Oh, yeah, I'm a. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. 
I grew up loving that movie. So Danny Elfman's score with stuff and Tim Burton like does stuff. I get really excited. I, it, it works for me. Yeah. No, it works for me too. That's why I'm upset we didn't get a certain Superman movie with Tim Burton in. Uh, somebody will mention later. But uh, no, I seeing Michael Keaton's Batman fight like Batman, because we couldn't do that back in the early 90s. You didn't mm-hmm. have the ability to do those kind of stunts. That was really cool, especially when they go try to, who they think is Superman and the Russian uh, nuclear thing, uh, seeing him just tear up bad guys. You're like, oh, man, this is this is Batman. This is awesome. So that was cool. But, again, it's just like you didn't get him until an hour in the movie, and then he doesn't really get a whole lot to do. Uh, I thought Supergirl, which, first off, she's barely in it, mm-hmm. like maybe 15, 20 minutes. But Sasha called. She does a really good job with her, I think. Interesting. Too bad we're not going to get to see her ever again as Supergirl because, you know, we're retconning. They, they probably could bring her back. They might, but... I don't think they will. I think they just need to tear it all down. Hey, look, if you're if you're not bringing... I think that's what James Gunn is really doing. I think he's kind of just being like... If you're not bringing Henry Cavill, who I think is one of the best castings of, like, all time for a character, if you're not bringing Henry Cavill back as Superman, just recast everybody. I don't want Gal Gadot coming back if Henry Cavill's not coming back. And I love Ben Affleck. Hey, you've heard me talk about how much I love Batflack. Yeah. He, he's my favorite Batman. But if you're recasting everybody, just recast literally everybody. Tear it all down. But yeah, you're right. Not a standout. I will say this. this. I've noticed this. Have you felt that Wonder Woman has become like a smoky bear type entity in these movies? Where she just shows up like this, like, hey kids, kinda like I don't know why she's felt like that to me. She just shows up like, Hey, I'm here to save the day. Is she and is then she, she's off like she's like the it's weird. That's why I, I I didn't like I can't think really because besides like Smokey Bear was right. like she's done it two movies in Shazam she saves yeah. Barry she's just like hey hey I'm here uh, she, it feels like a, a PSA for kids yeah, I feel like she's she did, gonna like yeah. tell me not to smoke and stuff at the end of like saving the day like listen kids this is what yeah and then she she saves Batman that um, music cuts in every time and uh, in in the mo- oh god uh, and then she it kind of kills it I feel like the excitement for her could be bigger but it's just like. Because I, I, she was in Peacemaker, I'm pretty sure, at the end, wasn't she? I, I think it was her and uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think, no, I think it's the, uh, no, I don't think she shows up. I think it's the Flash and Jason yes. Momoa. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, uh, so I couldn't remember if she shows up. I think it's Ezra Miller. I know she gets mentioned a lot, because another thing we gush over, Peacemaker now, just John Cena. I loved it. Oh, God. Great show, great show. Um, But, no, I just, again, go, going back to it. Not you're right. Not a lot of standout characters, and I know I like how Ben Affleck was like. I finally learned how to play the character. I'm like, you were in it for like three minutes, dude. Like yeah. even that scene when he's talking to Barry, like that's still like a three minute scene. It's not very much. It just it it kind of sucks because God, the DCEU had so much talent. Mm-hmm. Think about who they got. They got Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. They got Henry Cavill as Clark Kent, and then Gal Gadot ended up being an amazing Wonder Woman. And you flush it all down the toilet because you don't know how to do anything. Very upsetting. Yeah. So, just with spoilers and stuff, I already jumping into it. But which character, not that I guess would stand out, enjoyed, or I guess which character were you excited to see? Uh, well, obviously Michael Keaton's uh, Batman. That was like the big selling point. And. You can go ahead and say uh, it. Okay, I'll, I'll say it, but real quick, I think it would have been better. At, and it, and I know why they did it because they needed to bring in money. It would have been cooler if we wouldn't have known. 
You know yeah, what I mean? That like, would have been like, huge. Like, what if we didn't know Michael Keaton was coming back, and then they were like, we got to go see Bruce Wayne. So you think it's just going to be, oh, it's going to be Ben Affleck, and then it's Michael Keaton? Mm-hmm. You would have lost your mind at the theater. They could have had, like, a, they could have had someone else as Batman in the commercials, and then swapped it up. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know why they did. It's the same thing. They should have had Will Arnett in the commercials. Oh, dude. Will Arnett. Okay, honestly, a, a fantastic Batman. We talk, I talked about the Lego movie in the last yeah. one. He is fantastic, but... No, I mean, think about No Way Home. Like, yeah, we mm-hmm. figured Toby and Andrew were going to show but up. They but they were. But you didn't know. You didn't you know. Weren't, you weren't positive. We knew from that Brazilian trailer that it got leaked of the animations being bad. Yeah, but but you didn't know completely. And then when you when you see Andrew rip off the mask, I remember in my theater, because it was in a pack, it was just like an uproar. Now, mm-hmm. people got excited in my theater when they saw it. They were like, oh, but it was like more of like, a, oh, we already knew but you. But when I comic. saw that youth pastor, I lost my mind. It was one of the most beautiful scenes of all time. But no, uh, <laughs> in the end, which is, this was very cool. And uh, again, I don't want to harp on the CGI because it's been what everybody is saying. You know when people crap on something and you're like, okay, guys, y'all are, y'all are going into this way too hard. Mm-hmm. It's almost like with the, uh, across Spider-Verse, people are praising it too much. Like you get the Breaking Bad syndrome when Breaking Bad is a fantastic show, but you almost, you're almost a little down on it because people – if if you don't agree, it's the best show of all time. Their fans are like, "You're an idiot," and you don't know you don't know uh, television. Uh, kind of the same thing with Across the Spider Verse. With and then this can also go in the reverse, where something's so bad, people harp on it, and people have been harping on the CGI. And guys, I got to tell you, it's warranted. It's awful. It's very bad. It's some. It's like PS3 cutscene video game bad. The way I describe it is, they just. It's like a clay sculpture, with, but then there's no detail to the skin or anything. So it's like they, that that's the big. There's just no detail to it. So you don't, they don't look natural. Like the when I first saw those babies in the opening Ooh. scene, I was like, ooh, I yeah. thought you just could just squish. That was bad. And then whenever the two barriers were on screen together, you could easily tell which one yeah. was CGI. And I'm like, you realize they've done movies because no. Uh, because Nicolas Cage starred in something called Adaptation where he plays uh, twins. And they just shot both scenes, and then they cut them together. So mm-hmm. it's Nicolas Cage both times. Why didn't you just do that? If you could do that back in the early 2000s with a like a small-budget movie, why couldn't you do that here? Uh, I don't know if it's just laziness or whatever. But um, we at the end of the movie, you know, uh, Barry, Barry 2, he's basically killing the multiverse. It's all going to crap. And then you get, you get a really nice little 40-second scene where it's like a love letter to all of DC. So you see um, you see Adam West's Batman. You see Christopher Reeves' Superman, which which honestly, Christopher Reeves' Superman, iconic. Those first couple movies were incredible. And then you you cut to a long-haired Superman. He's fighting this giant spider, and you're like, I don't remember a long-haired Superman. And they pan around, and it's the greatest man to ever walk this earth, Nicolas Cage. I knew when I saw that a little Donovan was kicking his feet just out of excitement. I was. But he was like the little pig from the Geico commercial. Wee! Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of movies uh, in, in little Donovan's mind that didn't get made that could have got made that like I'm forever going to be like so upset they didn't. One of those was Spider-Man 4, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 4. They already had it scripted out. Mm-hmm. They announced it. Uh, it, the Vulture was going to be one of the villains, uh, and so it was Mysterio. Yeah. The, the great Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead fame was going to be it. That would have been incredible. 
that didn't get made. And the other one is Tim Burton's Superman, which was going to star Nicolas Cage. It's the dang studios. That's what ruins it all. The studio, because that's what ruined the Nicolas Cage one. I mean, I literally, the, they had $35 million into it already, yeah. too. That's why he fights the spider, because Kevin Smith was like, the guy wants me to make him ride a, fight a spider? And then I think it was with the suit as well. He wanted like a totally different suit. It was just, I don't know, some studios can be really, can really hamper what a movie could be. Oh, I know that's not news. Oh, it's uh, almost like they did that with uh, uh, Justice League a couple years ago. Yeah, um, and probably this movie too. They oh, easily, yeah. yeah. Studio, studio interference, you got to love it. Um, we've also seen where if the studio doesn't interview at all, interview. Uh, it's the interview. same thing with video games. It's a lot of, like it's just if the publisher gets, it's like, hey, we need microtransactions. We need this game now, and that's why we're seeing a lot of these. You know, I think we're seeing a lot just across media where the product's coming out as a mess. Luckily for video games, there's patches. But for movies, there's not that patch that's coming to fix this movie. That's an interesting conversation we could probably get into later. While I, do, I think you need to have somebody in your, like, you need to give your creators control. Maybe not complete control, because then you get stuff like uh, the, Star, the Star Wars prequels, <laughs> which George Lucas did whatever he wanted. He had a little That's bit true. more restraint in the original people in his ear. And then the big one was Taika Waititi, who made uh, Thor Ragnarok, but he had a little he had a little hamper on him. Mm-hmm. And and then the studio was like, oh, wow, he did really good. Let's just give him free reign. And then you get Thor Love and Thunder, and you're like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So it's a give and take. Spielberg, you give him full... Uh, Full reign. Taika Waititi, maybe, maybe bring him back a little bit. Your favorite, Ryan Johnson. I think he did something with some big, big media franchise. I don't know, something like Galaxy Wars or something. As good it? as Knives Out is, I will never forgive Ryan Johnson. I will, <laughs> I will never like him as a filmmaker, and I don't care how oh, many. Beating a dead horse with I, Last Jedi for you. I don't care how many murder mystery movies he makes because he knows that's what I love. He's trying to get me yeah. back. It's not going to work. Glass Onion was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't as good as Knives Out. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, Nicolas Cage of Superman, that was all. Like, that was so cool. But, again, why didn't you just go get Nicolas Cage instead of CGI'ing him in there? You could have got him. Okay, I so they didn't – I don't think they necessarily CGI'd him. They might probably – probably that would still what it be. But what I saw is apparently they took scenes from YouTube. They got – all that was from YouTube. Well, it looked bad. And they took it and edited it in. It looked bad. Yeah. Well, no, no the fight with the spider looked fine. Mm-hmm. The face reveal looked bad. Yeah. It was like, that is a CGI Nick Cage. Why didn't you just go get – why didn't you just say, hey, Nick – you don't have to say anything. Which one, you know, that superhero Superman movie you really wanted to make, and then they screwed you over on. We want to, you know, a little love it because they would have had to tell him that he's in this right to get the rights to his character. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I guess so. I'm. I don't get it. <laughs> I should go ahead and say it, Donovan. I know this is blasphemy in the Church of Cage for you. I think that movie would have been terrible. I just can't see Nicolas Cage being a Superman. You would have loved it, but I just couldn't see it. See, the problem is. You can say that about a lot. Could you see Robert Patterson being a Batman? Could you see Twilight Boy? No, you it's, couldn't. I, no, you couldn't. I could. I pro- I probably could have. I would like just because like he's a dark and that's how Batman is. You, but Nick Cage is so spot. He's such a weird character. It does not matter, Christian. What do you think Johnny Depp's gonna be the next? Uh, he could be. He's a freak. he's an actor. That's what they do. You act. Look, Tim Burton is a he's a weirdo. Okay. Yeah, it would have been different. Have you seen Batman Returns? 
That's a. Have you seen that penguin? That's a weird movie, but it's great. Sounds because Tim it's, Burton. Yeah, too. it's different. Again, but this I, was going to be Tim Burton. See, you're telling me that wouldn't have been entertaining. It'd have been something to watch. It would have been something. It would have been something to watch. Speaking I, of something to watch, because I know we could be on that all day. What is the scene to watch for you, Donovan Weaver? The scene that was the flat. What what scene? grabbed you what's what shook you around in this movie and you said i loved it or what scene did you hate um two two good scenes number one uh right before they rescue supergirl just saying uh just saying michael keaton's batman fight and you know he takes the guy and he goes up there with him he slams mm-hmm. him down i'm like oh that was cool that was cool I like that i like that in my belly i want more of that and then also and this is what everybody's got to say. Don't you hate it when your favorite scene is like everybody's been talking about the stupid scene? Uh, the uh, when Barry realizes that he has to, um, his mom has to die. He goes back to the convenience store and he has that little moment with her. Yeah, um, that was emotion, most emotion in that movie easily, and it worked. And Ezra Miller and I know, you know, won't get into it. What you know, allegations and stuff like that. A lot, a lot of reason why I think this movie's doing bad. Um, He's fantastic in that scene. Uh, it is really, really good. Um, and I love how they played it. I like how he just takes the moment in the time just to look at her. Like, and I, I, that easily my two favorite scenes. I might be forgetting a couple other things. But, yeah, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of standout scenes. Um, I thought the final battle was fine. You know, whatever. What would you think? What was your favorite? trying to think what really like i think he also lands like the cow said the characters there's not a standout character there's a lot of good scenes i i probably agree with you on that scene with his mother i oof. the opening scene would have been really cool if it didn't look like poo yeah a lot of it because it was kind of funny the babies and all that it's kind of yeah. cool. It's kind of cool. Look, like oh, that's cool. That, you that's know, now cool. I think about it, they really didn't do anything with his boss. I felt like he was gonna have some conflict with his boss at the beginning, and then it's kind of just. I well, get it was about the case. Well, the, here, the main problem with this movie is that we did not get a origin story for the Flash, so we don't like the first time we saw see him was in Justice League. We should have had a origin story movie, and then this could have been. The second, but it's like they try to throw it all together. Oh, it could have worked. What they did, it could have worked because uh, because even his two friends, like I don't know, I don't know who because the Batman did that. His two friends are kind of felt like those people you should know, like the side characters you should know. Even mm-hmm. the, the girl that the reporter girl that he's going to end up getting with, um, like you should know all those characters already, but we don't know them because we didn't get an origin movie. Yeah, it's, I guess I'll have to say, I mean, I I just I'll just go with the final fight against Zod. Just Batman being like his line. I think he says something about saving him. He's like, "You already did," or whatever. And he looks and he just dies. And then, um, I think the worst part about that final fight was that I liked the Zod uh, Supergirl fight. Surreal, I thought I thought that yeah. was actually pretty good. Um, the Batman Batman flying that was pretty good. All the stuff with the flashes though, what they were doing. It's too goofy. I didn't like it. I don't know. Yeah. Especially when the other two, it's like Supergirl's fighting for her life. Batman's fighting for his life. And then you have these little quippy, oh, Barry, let's <laughs> let's do all this stuff. And you're like, yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess I'm going to go with the, yeah, the final fight. So so who are we going to grade this masterpiece, Donovan? Hey. 
Well, I get. Well, we'll get into uh, we which didn't touch on. I guess to jump back real quick, post credit was Jason Momoa. Jesus. Uh, probably the best actor on the face of this planet right now after Fast X. There's a couple. Yeah, a couple things we got to touch on. We'll go over this one first. Yeah. Um, this is a really bad post credit scene. This is straight up. This is one of the worst post credit scenes <laughs> I've ever seen. Number one. Okay. What do post credit scenes do? They're they're they're. I don't know. The scream one was pretty bad. It, it wasn't bad, but what, it's what happened just, in the scream one? It's just uh, I've seen so many movies oh, this it's year. The girl, the movie buff girl that replaces I can't remember all the characters' names. There's so many freaking characters in that movie. Uh, and she's it's mainly just like post credits. I think are like dumb or something. That and was bad. Just that ends. was bad. Yep, that was bad. Yep, that was bad. Bad. I forgot about that one. This yeah. one was worse though because this one disgraced a character. Um, it made Aquaman look like a drunk, bumbling idiot. There you go. Good job, guys. Y'all did really good. See, that's the problem with post-credit scenes. You either need to A, set up something, or B, have a callback to something earlier in the movie. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like a cool cameo, like, oh, we see Henry Cavill one last time, or we see... Uh, a different Flash show up to the Batman, exactly. uh, could, bat flick universe. You could have the TV show Flash, or you could have maybe, you know, like, a, I don't know, George Clooney or Val Kilmer show up. I would yeah. have even liked that uh, instead of what we got, but... That post-credit scene was trash. I mean, God, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad. And then real quick, um, the whole point of the movie is that Barry was supposed to learn that, like, that, like, it has to, like, his mother has to die for this to play out. Like, he has to sacrifice his mother. Um, so he can't change time. Yeah. And then he does it, and then he does it anyways to get his father off. So he didn't learn his lesson. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he doesn't learn his lesson. He don't. I mean, yeah, he, he contradicts it. That's a, it that's a problem. And I, I know y'all, y'all, y'all want happy ending. We all need happy endings. No, sometimes there's not a happy ending. Look at Spider-Man: No Way Home. Everybody forgets him, and now he's screwed, and he's living in an apartment by himself. Well, that's a I, great ending. I think this. I get. It. I I usually am because he's into the ground. I usually am the one that's for the pessimistic ending sometimes. But I think it works just because this is closing that universe and that, I think that it, I think, DC. I think it works. It like it makes you feel good because his dad actually seems like a good guy, and you're like, oh, that's good. And Barry needs something. What if you guys do a universe where his dad actually did it? Mm. It, was, it, was, it was me, Barry. <laughs> it was me. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> it was but me, his dad Barry. Yeah. <laughs> After he gets him off, yeah. like, like they walk outside. It was me, Barry. That, that would have been a good twist. Okay. Because he changed time, you know? And That's when you true. change time, you kill your dad. And some, but, but you know, it could have been, you know, it's. I, I think he ended up in best timeline. I'm just gonna say it. George freaking Clooney. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, oh and, okay. So, so, I look. This could, I know we just ranted about it real quick uh, earlier with the studios. That's another studio thing. That movie. That's not Clooney's fault. I think Clooney could have been a great Bruce Wayne. Go, go he might not have been a good Batman, but he could have been a great Bruce Wayne. Um, I think every actor they've ever cast as Batman, besides maybe Val Kilmer, but even he's uh, every actor they've ever cast has has been a great Bruce Wayne. I think Michael Keaton was a great Bruce Wayne. I think Christian Bell is a great Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck, Robert Patterson is a great mm-hmm. Batman. We'll we'll see. I have, I have faith in him. He's a great actor. Um, no, George Clooney. Great looking guy. He's got charisma. Go watch Ocean's Eleven if you don't think he can play a role like that. Um, he's great. He could have been an amazing Batman. Um, I liked it. He, uh, Batman and Robin. He's not my problem with that movie. 
Um, even though it is actually really funny, like go watch it. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's little ice puns. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's not the problem. I liked it. You know, if, if if the universe is done, the only problem is uh, the original was going to be Michael Keaton showing up. That would have been cool again. And then they and then they shot another one with Henry Cavill and Wonder Woman showing up. And I was like, God, that would have been cool too. Like, why didn't y'all just put those in the movie? So hopefully those are on like a Blu-ray or something like that because I yeah. want to see those. Um, but no, I had no problem. And I saw a couple people like, well, does this mean that he's the new DCU Batman? No. That I, I hope so. That, uh, I hope that, so. That'd be cool. I, I, I would be, be for I'd it. I'd be okay with it. George, George Clooney's great. I don't, I don't know what people's problem with him is. But uh, no, it's just uh, this very weird movie. And I guess we will go to our final grades. Yeah. I, I gave it a three and a half. Oh, sorry. Three out of five on Letterboxd. So six. I'd probably go six and a half out yeah. of ten. I don't think it's because six out of ten feels like six and a half. A little yeah. bit, a little better than that. A little better than that. Entertaining. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I probably agree with that. Six and a half, maybe. I don't. I don't know. know six point three. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I definitely can't go seven. I say it wasn't that it, good. Yeah, but it was entertaining. I would say, you know what? If you know, rainy day, that you you won't feel like you wasted your money. Yeah. And I think for two twenty, it it was paced pretty well. Uh, the first the first hour is a little little long, little too much trying to get to Michael Keaton. And I've seen some people like the first the first act was great with all the family stuff, and then and then see yeah, because that's said, how I felt. Yeah, the first act was you could tell the the writing was focused see, on, and then when you get to this Keaton and Supergirl. It's rushed. Like we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. See, I was the opposite because uh, I was more interested in the nostalgia stuff than I yeah. was the. Because uh, again, I'm not really invested in Ezra Miller's Flash, and it's not because like Ezra Miller. It's just the way I don't love the way he's written. Um, it's a l- just too goofy of a character for me. I need him. A l- I like. I like when the Flash. Like obviously, he's a quippy, funny guy, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not like that. That they've got. They went a little too far, in my opinion. Um, I would say this movie's perfectly okay. It's not offensive. It's fine. Um, just what it could have been. That kind of hurts to see what it could have been. Yeah. But uh, I guess that will do it for this episode of Reels Review. Next week is Indiana Jones, and that has mm-hmm. got some interesting reviews. I think it's currently sitting at a crisp 50 Five percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like and that. And I had high hopes for this movie. This was probably my. It's probably up there with my, like most anticipated movies when I saw it. I was like, okay, I love Harrison Ford. Harrison here we Ford go. Is great. You know, he cried about it. He was like, oh, here, here we go. This is gonna be great. It's sitting at sixty-one percent on Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes Ooh. critic score. Uh, and I know critics aren't everything. But usually, and I'm I'm not trying. I'm not saying I'm not. This isn't like some conspiracy. Usually, critics have been very favorable to Disney movies. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that. Good example: The Last Jedi. That was a big piece of poop, and the critics said it was like the greatest movie. So it of all could time. be good. It could be good because usually, now, if we go against the critics, but they also crapped on Eternals, and they were spot on with that one. Yeah, very very uh, spot on. So it's just. Harrison Ford's like eighty. I mean, and and again, I, you well, know, he's, he's a young eighty. He's a young, little spry, um, crashing planes into golf courses and stuff. Um, they even got Miles Mickelson as the villain, which he's an incredible actor. Um, but apparently Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like kind of like a co-lead, and 
I've seen her in some stuff. I'm not not a huge fan of her. I should have brought back short round. That would have been too, that would have been too easy, Jack. But yeah. uh, we, we'll see how that goes. Maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. I doubt it. But hey, Mission Impossible is right around the corner, so we're just trying to get to that. But uh, that will do it for this week's episode of Reels Review. For Jack Myrick, I'm Donovan Weaver, and remember to always keep the popcorn popping and the reels rolling. <laughs>